0: This is John Jackson Miller, and you're listening to the Star Wars Canon Podcast. May the Force be with you. There are stories about what happened. It's true. You haven't realized we are back to our live format. I'm very excited about this uh, I was able to get a hold of my internet service provider and got some extra upload speed, So I am rocking this 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 week. So uh, we haven't had a live show in quite a while I'm really really happy to be here doing this. Uh, I was gonna go ahead and record uh, Earlier today and just upload and then uh, I thought well screw it. Let's just try to do this. So uh, Here we've got a lot to talk about tonight. We have so much to talk about this week uh, I've got a huge list of stuff to to uh, to talk about. Hey, I see some guys in the uh, live chat already. How is it going, everybody? Hey, Richard J, how you doing, brother? Uh, for those of you who uh, have been watching for any amount of time, uh, you know uh, I've been I've been kind of uploading videos and then you know releasing them without going live, and I haven't gone live in quite a while. And I'm trying to get it to where I go live every week from now on. So, and I'm also uh, I said something to. Uh, uh, Mark Tolly from Realm of the Mist uh, I was uh, on his episode of War of the Stars the other night uh, said something about trying to get him and Chris Dolly and Kirsty all in an episode together so I think I'm going to try to do that in the next couple weeks try to have a really nice big panel but uh, this week I'm not entirely sure we are going to need a whole lot of input from different people on this because there's so much to talk about if we had three or four people here this is going to be a hell of an episode so uh, we have got so so much to go through right now that it is insane so let's just jump right into it you know uh and, and to start this off i'm actually going to start it with a mailbag question i've never done that before i'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start this with a uh with a mailbag question and it's from kyler knowles kyler knowles sent me this mailbag question uh and he said as of right now we have six confirmed star wars books coming out in 2019 my question is how many more do you think we'll get my prediction is three or four Journey to books. Uh, I don't know about you, but it's going to be a busy year for Star Wars. And man, he is right. Uh, That is really the main topic of this week's episode, is everything we know of so far. Uh, Well, not necessarily everything we know of, but mainly the stuff surrounding Galaxy's Edge and and, and another little project I want to talk about here in in just a few minutes. And I want to get your guys' input on it also, so... Uh, the first thing we've got to talk about, and, and you guys know, if, if you guys watch the Canon podcast, if you guys have listened for any amount of time, you know, there's one novel I'm stupidly excited for, there will be two. I'm stupidly excited for all of them, but the my number one anticipated novel this, this year is, uh, uh, Master and Apprentice. Master and Apprentice, I, I'm so excited for this book, and, uh, they released the synopsis for this novel finally and the synopsis reads as such it says an unexpected offer threatens the bond between qui-gon and obi-wan kenobi as the two jedi navigate a dangerous new planet and an uncertain future a jedi must be a fearless uh, i'm sorry a fearless warrior a guardian of justice and a scholar in the ways of the force but perhaps a jedi's most essential duty is to pass on what they have learned Master Yoda trained Dooku, Dooku trained Qui-Gon, and now Qui-Gon has a Padawan of his own. But while Qui-Gon has faced all manner of threats and danger as a Jedi, nothing has ever scared him like the thought of failing his apprentice. Obi-Wan has a deep respect for his master, but struggles to to understand him. Why must Qui-Gon often disregard the laws that bind the Jedi? Why is Qui-Gon drawn to ancient Jedi prophecies instead of more practical concerns? And why wasn't Obi-Wan told that Qui-Gon is considering an invitation to join the Jedi Council, knowing it would mean the end of their partnership? The simple answer scares him. Obi-Wan has failed his master. When Jedi Rail Everos, I believe is how you say his name, another former student of Dooku requests their assistance with a political dispute, Jin and Kenobi travel to the royal court of Pajal, I guess that's how you say that, Uh, For what may be their final mission together what should be a simple assignment quickly becomes clouded by deceit and by visions of violent disaster That take hold in Qui-Gon's mind as Qui-Gon's faith and prophecy grows Obi-Wan's faith in him is tested just as a threat surfaces that will demand that master and apprentice come together as Never before or be divided forever. That is the synopsis for master and apprentice written by Claudia Gray and this novel sounds Insanely awesome! I am so excited for this novel. It is just absolutely—it's it, this is the one. This is—I'm excited for Thrawn Treason. I'm excited—I'm excited for all this Galaxy's Edge stuff we're getting ready to talk about. But this is the one. This is the one, and I think it's the first one out of all the novels this year that come out. This novel is set for release on April 16th. I'm so so excited for this novel, and uh, you know Claudia Gray is—you know—you guys know how I feel about Claudia Gray. She is literally, you know, she's the queen of Star Wars canon to me. Zahn is the king and Gray is the queen, you know? And, and, you know, I used to refer to Claudia Gray as the Timothy Zahn of the new canon before Timothy Zahn came back in with Thrawn. So I'm so, so excited for this novel. And I was excited for it before I read this synopsis. And obviously this book takes place pre-Phantom Menace. This is our first full novel before uh, Phantom Menace, which I actually just watched it again today with my sister-in-law for the first time. She's never seen it, so she I was showing her uh, the first of the prequels. Oh, we got to get through the next two and then we can get on to some of the, the you know The newer stuff, but this novel sounds insanely great, you know and, and, and I and I noticed I put these show notes together and then we went and watch Phantom Menace and I noticed a couple things watching Phantom Menace that uh, Kind of harkens to this a little bit, you know, Obi-Wan makes the comment to Qui-Gon You know if you would just follow the code you would be on the council well, why is Qui-Gon getting an invitation to the council even though he doesn't follow the code, so I'm interested to see how this novel's going to go. I'm so excited for it. There, I just I mean, it's it's this is the one, man. This is this is what I'm living for at this point, you know. So, uh, you know, and and to see some more lore surrounding Duku, you know, I, I know we're going to get Dooku at some point in this novel because at this point, Duku's still a Jedi, you know. See, he hasn't turned to the dark side yet. So, I'm 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 I want to see some more of that action. It's just I I'm ready for it, you know. So, uh this sounds insanely great. I'm going to buzz through this and as quick as I can, whenever it comes in. And you know, th- this whole master and apprentice thing started with Claudia Gray's short story, uh master and apprentice by the same title in the, from a certain point of view set of short stories celebrating 40 years of star Wars. Uh, she did this little story of Qui-Gon coming to Obi-Wan as a force ghost during a new hope. While Luke was going back to see if he could find his aunt and uncle, you know, before he found their, their bodies. And, it's it's that story. It was uh, it was Qui Gon coming to Obi Wan, and Qui Gon realizing that Obi Wan didn't have long left. You know we, we know how that goes. That's no spoiler, obviously, uh, but but that's that's what it was about. You know, and it kind of went through the process of how Force Ghost materializes and stuff like that. But it focused on that relationship between Qui Gon and Obi Wan again. And, and obviously, it was a little different now that Obi Wan was an older man, and he was older than Qui Gon ever was, you know. So uh, I'm I'm really excited about this novel to see the dynamic between Qui Gon and Obi Wan. I'm 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 just over the moon excited for it. Uh, but that's not the only novel we have coming out uh, this year. Uh, it was also announced that Galaxy's Edge, the uh, uh, what, what would you, what would you guys consider the attraction? I guess is that what the actual world is called in Disney World, the Star Wars world? I think it's actually called uh, Galaxy's Edge. So these, you know, they're they're opening the park, and they're actually going to be releasing novels and comics to go along with it. Actual storylines, you know, because we know the location for Galaxy's Edge is Batuu. That's the planet. That's the 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 planet we saw the most of. I want to say in uh, Thrawn alliances with Thrawn, Invader, and, and Anakin, and Thrawn. You know, stuff like that. So I'm I'm really excited to uh, see. What we have i mean where where it goes so i mean like the 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 first thing that they have announced so far let me see if i can find this graphic for you here real quick uh obviously we don't have a cover yet so i guess it doesn't really matter but i'll go ahead and show you this uh the first novel that's coming out it's been announced it's black spire uh it's going to be written by delilah s dawson for those of you that don't know she is the one that wrote uh phasma which you know i wasn't a huge fan of phasma it was it, and I don't think it was her fault. It's just to me, Phasma is not really that much of a compelling character. Like I, I think she's so overrated. It's it's just I don't I don't know. But anyway, I'm excited to see where this novel goes. You know, because Black Spire was the the main. You know, location from Thrawn Alliances and, and, and whatnot. So, uh, th- that novel is set for September 3rd, which I believe that's going to be a journey to whatever Episode 9 title is. I, th- I believe that's going to be what that is whenever they decide to, to release everything at once. That's a main Del Rey novel. That's not a young adult novel. That's a main Del Rey novel. So, uh, I- I'm excited for that one. Another one coming out. We've got several novels coming out around this Galaxy's Edge thing. Uh, we've got another one called A Crash of Fate. Uh, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. This is more of, I guess, a young adult novel. Uh, And the synopsis for this one reads, In this young adult novel, Izzy and Jules were best friends until Izzy's family abruptly left, but two, when she was six. Now she's back, and Jules, the boy who never left, is unsure what to make of her. While on the run from vengeful smugglers and an angry pirate, the two friends will come to terms with who they are and what they mean to each other. So, obviously, this is going to be one of those... Uh, young adult novels and it, it, to be honest it kind of sounds like it's going to be along the lines obviously i don't well i don't want to say obviously i don't think it's going to be as good as lost stars but it, it it sounds like it's kind of along the same uh along the same lines as you know the same kind of situation so uh i'm really excited for that one also you know and then uh you know and and, and that one is set for uh let me let's see here uh, august 6th that one is set for august 6th but out of all these novels so far that's been announced the the one I'm second most excited for this is I'm still excited for master and apprentice but out of these galaxy of or these galaxy's edge novels this is the one I'm excited for and it is called Star Wars Myths and Fables now this is supposed to be I guess a collection of uh I guess literal legends you know we had the legends of Luke Skywalker last year I guess this is supposed to be something along those lines that doesn't really focus around Luke Skywalker, but just look at that cover, man. Look at that freaking cover. It is a Jedi fighting a dragon. If that doesn't get your Star Wars jollies off, nothing will. Like that, 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 that right there has sold this book for me. Um, the description of this book says the book features two stories that take place on the remote outer rim world of Batu, uh, plus many other untold uh, tales from the ga- uh, edge of the galaxy, lushly illustrated in a style that pays homage to real-world children's classics. So, obviously, this is going to be more for children, but, uh, you know, it's going to be just a book of fairy tales. You know what I mean? Star Wars fairy tales. That is so cool. A Jedi fighting a dragon. Like, that has sold me on this book. I I know some of the stories. I know Legends of Luke Skywalker. A lot of those stories in there really did suck. A couple of them are really good, and I feel like this is going to be along the same lines, but, God, man, that cover. You cannot... I want that as a poster, I mean, I seriously want that cover as a poster. Absolutely love it. Uh, And this is an interesting one, because this next one I want to talk about, this is an interesting one, because this is also Delilah S. Dawson, uh, who is, I guess she took to Twitter and announced that she is working on a book called The uh, Skywalker Saga. I guess it's going to be a children's book. It's just a retelling, I guess, of episodes 1 through 8, which I guess... Uh, I I don't know why they didn't wait until nine came out because nine's supposed to be in the, the end of the saga. So this isn't really the Skywalker saga. This is part of the Skywalker saga. But uh, I guess it's just to catch kids up before Episode Nine comes out. This is probably going to be one of those Journey 2 books, you know. But she announced this novel through a set of tweets, and, and I want to read something about these tweets before I uh, before I, I I move on uh, to to some of the other news stories. But there's something interesting to be taken away from some of this, uh, and you know she put out. Let me see here if I can find this graphic. Here we go. So uh, these are all of her tweets. Just boom, 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 boom. So she says the Skywalker saga is going to be the most exquisitely bound Star Wars storybook you can imagine, with gorgeous art by Brian Rude uh, and words by me, retelling episodes one through eight through the eyes of the Skywalker's themselves. We're taking space fairy tale. Sti- we're talking space fairy tale style. Writing this book was a revelation for me as a lifelong Star Wars fan. Watching the movies in order, closely and critically, on repeat, and seeing the themes, choices, words, and destinies—and and here's where you gotta—you really listen—of Anakin, Luke, Leia, Ben, and Ray ripple down. Y'all, I cried a lot. My darlings, there are no spoilers here. I watched the same movies you did. I don't have secret information. Inheritance doesn't have to rely on blood. Ben Solo is a product of his mother, his mentor, his grandfather. Rey is called by Luke's saber. That's enough for me. So, uh, you know, when I first read this, I started thinking, because this is somebody who obviously works with the story group, and and maybe, you know, she put out this, that was, that was three different tweets that she put out at different times. Just boom, wait a little while, put out the second one, put out the third one. And I feel like in that second tweet, when she mentions Rey, uh, as, hang on, let me see if I can find it here again. When she's when she's naming off the Skywalkers, Anakin, Luke, Leia, Ben, and then she says Ray ripple down. I feel like she put that tweet out and then realized, oh crap, and then she put out that third tweet, and I could be reading too far into it, but put out that third tweet, you know, saying, my darlings, there are no spoilers here. I watched the same movies you did. I don't have secret information. She has secret information. She works at the story group. She works for Lucasfilm. She has secret information. Don't let her fool you. Do not let her fool you with that. So I'm wondering, you know, and and I will talk about this a little bit later in one of the mailbag questions concerning Ray. but uh, I I think they're going to do something different with Ray than, I think it's going to be what they originally planned, but we'll talk about that later on. Uh, but I'm, I'm, I'm really excited for it. And on top of all this stuff, I don't have an image for this particular thing, but IDW is also releasing a Galaxy's Edge comic. Uh, more info on that as it's released. So... Uh, and you know, the IDW comics, you know, my stance on those, not a huge fan of them, but they're all right. You know, I, I still haven't finished, uh, my Tales from Vader's Castle because I'm a lazy sack of crap sometimes. And I just, I can't get into them. When I saw a giant, you know, Trojan Ewok, I just, I I couldn't handle anymore. So, uh, but yeah, that's, that's pretty much everything with Galaxy's Edge at this moment, man. And Kyler, you're right with your question at the beginning, it's going to be a serious serious year for Star Wars material. And it's and you know and and, and you got to remember we're leading up to what needs to be and what should be and what had damn well better be the most epic Star Wars movie ever made. This needs to be the one, right? So we're leading up this is the year. We're on the countdown now. We are we're ticking down. This is it. So uh it's going to be a crazy crazy year and I'm very very excited for it. So, uh, moving on though, we do have some more things to talk about in the world of movie news. And there's not a, there's, I mean, even world of star Wars news, there's not a whole lot, uh, beyond that. And, you know, I'm going to leave the big one I want to talk about here in a minute, but, uh, this little story, this really isn't anything y'all probably already know about it. You know, Anthony Daniels tweeted out that he has wrapped as C3PO on episode nine. He said it was very bittersweet, uh, but he's very excited about the product that they're making and, you know, Kirsty and I sat down uh, a couple, few nights ago. Well, actually, I sat down and started The Force Awakens, and she came in and and, and watched the second half of it with me. Uh, well, actually, I guess she came in pretty close to the beginning. But anyway, uh, you know, I was I was thinking, and I even told Kirsty as much. One of the things, and, and you know, I you guys know how I feel about the new Disney films. I like the new Disney films a lot. I really do. But they don't have the same. What's the word I'm looking for? Sense of wonder that the old ones had and maybe it's because i'm you know grown up now and i'm not a kid i don't know but you know they don't have the same uh sense of wonder to them right and you know cnc 3po in episode 7 was one of those things that he was there kind of in the background r2 had all of what 45 seconds of screen time and then in force awakens 3po had all of four minutes of screen time if that and r2 had all of you know two minutes when you go back and watch the classics, man, When I, for me personally, when I think of classic Star Wars movies, when I think of the feel of one of the, of one of the classic Star Wars films, when somebody says classic Star Wars, for some reason in my mind, the one thing that pops into my head, that, that for some reason that's what I identify as classic Star Wars, is *An Empire Strikes Back, after Han's been frozen in carbonite, they're on Cloud City, Lando, Leia, Chewie, 3PO, and R2 are trying to get to the Slave One. To save Han from Boba Fett, right? And you you hear the bickering between 3PO and R2, and you know R2 is actually opening doors. You know he got he shocked the hell out of. To me, that's that's the roles I want to see R2 and 3PO in again. I want to see them at the forefront. You know what I mean? And and we haven't seen that in Force Awakens and Last Jedi. So I'm I'm, I'm really really wanting to see that in Episode Nine. I'm hoping to God that Anthony Daniels has just wrapped some amazing footage. I'm, I'm so stupidly ready for it. I just, I, am hoping that, I'm hoping that JJ, you know, and we'll talk about this a little bit later in Mailback questions too. You know how they've talked about episode nine is going to be the course correction for the trilogy course correction. I'm hoping I, you know, I, the one thing I'm wanting to walk out of episode nine is having tears in my eyes, feeling like I'm watching a classic star Wars movie again. That's what I want. You know, I, I'm hoping to God he can pull it off. So, uh, Anthony, Anthony, excuse me, Anthony Daniels has wrapped on episode nine, and uh, you know who knows when we're going to see him again. You know who knows. We're not. This is the end of the Skywalker saga. Personally, I don't know if we're ever going to get a 10, 11, and 12, but who knows? You know, I don't know what they have planned. So, uh, the next thing I wanted to talk about, and this one's a little more in depth, and it's uh, kind of interesting, really. Uh, we all know that Richard E. Grant has been cast in episode 9, uh, some of the comments uh, have led me to believe and led others to believe that he's going to be a character that we all know and love, right? So, you know, and and Chris and I talked about this on the Realm of the Mist podcast uh, a couple weeks ago. I don't know if he actually salvaged that episode or not. I think something happened with the with the uh, live stream or whatnot, but we talked a little bit about this, uh, you know, and, and I'm starting to have these ideas that, you know, obviously, the first thing everybody goes to for uh, for this man is Thron. I mean, you just look at him; he he looks like he could pull off a thirty years older Thron. He looks like he could do it, and you know, and he said in some of his comments that when JJ told him the role he was playing, he said he said his name and his world turned upside down. You know, so I I don't know. You know, they're, they've kind of backpedaled a little bit on you know him being a familiar character or whatnot, but uh, some of the things that he has said recently uh some of these other uh um quotes i've got from him hang on here let me pull them up for you uh he was doing an interview i don't remember if it was for a radio show or another podcast i don't remember what it was for uh but some of these uh quotes are from different things different time periods uh but all of them kind of come together you know they all kind of link to one another so some of his comments are this he goes oh it's definitely worth it if you're a star wars fan and i am the knowing what's coming in this is quite something. I'm absolu- I absolutely understand why they're so secretive about it, because it's very exciting. Uh, he went on to say in another quote, It's extraordinary. They don't give you a script. You have to go to a room where there are bodyguards outside, closed-circuit television cameras, and it's printed on crimson pages so you can't photograph it. You have to read it in there and then leave. You're given the pages on the day that you work, and you have to sign for them and sign out for them as well. There are security guards on the set. They give you a cloak over your head because apparently they have drones going over Pinewood Studios. So they try to take photographs of what people are playing. And, uh, you know, they they went on to ask him, you know, about his character a little bit and, uh, you know, about being a a familiar character. And he said, I hadn't thought thought of it like that, but the character is just mine. I don't know about the action figure or whether there will be one, but this is pretty amazing. So, uh, one of the things I wanted to talk about this man for a minute, and uh, you know, and, and I might be crazy if you guys are uh, if you guys disagree with me, if you guys think I'm crazy, let me know. But this is maybe this is just the fanboy in me. I don't know. I I, I don't know. So, uh, here's here's my idea about this man. Right, he says he's a huge fan. He's a Star Wars fan. I don't know if you would necessarily know who Thrawn is. You know, a lot of people who say they're fans haven't necessarily read the novels. They don't really know who Thrawn is. You know, they just watch the movies. And Thrawn has never had a mention in any of the movies. So, what is it... I mean, what what are the odds? All right, go with me on this. And this is just me spitballing as a fan. This is me speculating. You know, I try not to speculate a lot, but this is something I have to speculate about. What if, you know, look at Rogue One. When we had Grand Moff Tarkin pop up in Rogue One, right? We had... Uh, Guy Henry, dressed as Tarkin, doing the vocals with the motion capture on his face, and look at the result. Obviously, we could tell that it was a CG Peter Cushing. Obviously, right? But it worked. It worked. You know, I mean, the voice was dead on. The mannerisms were dead on. It was just that little kind of creepiness about the face, right? That kind of realism that was, you know, kind of... uh. And then we saw the same thing with Leia, right? So we know that Lucasfilm was willing to mess with technology like this. Let me pull up his face again. Let, let, me, let me pull him up again so you can see what he looks like. I had this thought, and, and, and maybe I'm crazy, and, and maybe I'm the only one that sees it, because, I mean, I got told I was crazy thinking that, uh, you know, a young Harrison Ford looked like Alden Ehrenreich. I see it. Apparently, other uh, everybody else doesn't, but whatever. What if this man, what if, you know, he was able to come in and do maybe the mannerisms and the voice and the actual acting of maybe a spirit obi-wan kenobi and you know with a with a force ghost it would be a little easier to do a cg kind of alec guinness over his face you know what i mean i don't know maybe i'm crazy uh but it's just I, i what if what if this is how they're going to do a spirit Obi Wan in episode nine? What if this is yeah, he if he walked onto set, you know, if he walked into an audition and JJ Abrams tells him, Alright, well you're gonna be playing Obi Wan Kenobi. Your world would would turn upside down. Excuse my language, but your your fucking world is turning upside down. That's all there is to it, right? I I part of me, I don't want to rule this out. I don't want to. I mean, it's entirely it's it's entirely possible you know and so I, I what do you guys think do you think i'm crazy do you think there's a possibility that this man could be playing the ghost of obi-wan kenobi and they might do the cg face over him you know and, and with a force ghost adding that kind of blue sheen to it would be able to hide that that kind of imperfection a hell of a lot better let me know i'd love to hear your guys' thoughts on that and, and, and if you, if i if you think i'm crazy tell me i'm crazy you know, so if you guys are watching on YouTube right now, comment and let me know. Uh, if you guys are listening to this on Spotify or iTunes, shoot me an email at starwarscanonlibrary@gmail.com. I'd love to hear your guys' thoughts on this. Uh, and and you know, and I just I happen to look over at the uh, a chat board, and and Stuart Lungsden just said Stephen Stanton could voice Obi if he is in Episode Nine. He's in t- he's completely right. You you are completely right, brother. He he really could, cause you know, uh, Sam Witwer voiced Darth Maul in Solo. You know, and that was a hologram. It's the same kind of thing that they would be doing with, with an Obi-Wan, right? So, no, you're completely right. Steven Stanton's Obi-Wan is dead on. So, uh, I'm. let me know. I'd love to hear your guys' thoughts on that. So, uh, and that pretty much does it, man, for the news right now. Uh, there's quite a bit going on, man. You know, and as we get closer to episode 9, there's going to be a lot more. And I just, I, I'm i so excited, man. I cannot wait. This, And, and like Kyler said earlier, this is going to be a huge year for Star Wars. So, uh, let's move on to, uh, upcoming canon real quick, and then we'll get through this, and we'll start answering some of y'all's mailbag questions, and then, uh, I might go over and answer, uh, some of your live questions. So, uh, let's get through upcoming canon this Sunday, tomorrow night, I guess you could say, we're gonna be getting the next episode of Star Wars Resistance, if that is something you're into. I know not all fans are really interested in it, I've, I'm watching it, I, I like it, I like it for what it is, it's not exactly what I thought it was gonna be, so... Uh, it's not too awful bad. But the next episode is called The First Order Occupation. Uh, First Order actually comes to the Colossus. So I'm really excited about this episode. And Wednesday, we've got two new comic books coming out. Uh, hang on a second. Let me find this graphic for you, and I'll actually show you what these covers look like. We've got Star Wars issue number 61. Uh, and we've got Marvel's Age of Republic, Anakin Skywalker, which is going to be coming out. These Age of Republic comic, uh, these Age of Republic comics have been absolutely great so far, man. They're a lot of fun, and and you know, one of them we actually saw Obi Wan and young Anakin, kind of their first uh, first couple years of them trying to get used to each other and their and their relationship and whatnot. So they're absolutely great comics, and and but by far the best one so far has been Django Fett. The Django Fett comic, I'm—I've always been. Hear me out, Boba Fett has always been kind of overrated to me. And Django Fett was, you know, even lower on the totem pole than Boba, in my opinion. But this Django Fett comic is absolutely awesome. This Django Fett comic, you guys have got to go check out this Age of Republic Django Fett comic. And it's essentially Django teaching Boba how to be a bounty hunter and, and about reputation and what it means and how to earn reputation. And Boba earns some fucking repu- some reputation in the comic as a child, you know? So it's absolutely great. You got to go check out these comics. The Darth Maul one was great. It was a kind of a sequel comic to the five-issue Darth Maul run that we got. So it was pre-Phantom Menace. They go back to Malachor again. So absolutely great. Uh, definitely go check out those. I'm excited for the Anakin Skywalker comic. I'm excited for Star Wars 61. The Star Wars comic is starting to take off. Uh, You know, it's been kind of like this. Now it's on an uphill uh, trajectory again. So uh, I'm very, very happy for it. But what do you guys say we answer some mailbag questions? I think I've got five of them. I've got five of them lined out tonight. Uh, How do you guys get a question on the Star Wars Canon Podcast? You email it to me at starwarscanonlibrary at gmail.com. I'll go through each week, pick a few out, and these are the ones I chose for this week. So, uh, question number one this week. uh, Let me see here, find the graphic. Oh, man, I'm so rusty on doing live shows. I'm sorry, guys. Question number one this week comes from Ryan Shepard, and Ryan says, well, he has two questions. When do you think... We'll uh, we'll start getting series of books that are going for more than trilogy, and two we only have two ongoing Star Wars comic series at the moment. Do you think we will get another one announced? Thanks for the question, Ryan. Uh, and I I'm assuming what you're asking, uh, you know, with with the EU we had a bunch of different series going on. We had you know the Champions of, well Champions of the Force the a trilogy. Champions of the Force is a, Force is a novel, wasn't it? Uh, we had the Thrawn trilogy, you know. We had the new Jedi Order, you know. We had the on Vong, you know. All this, all these other series instead of just trilogies. And you're right, nothing has gone by trilogy yet. Thrawn is going to be the first one. I'm telling you that right now. Thrawn is going to be the first set of books that's not a trilogy because we already know we're getting another Thrawn novel next year. We already know it's coming. Uh, early, I guess it was uh, about midway through last year. Timothy Zong came out. I think he was at a Comic-Con in Canada somewhere, uh, and said that he was commissioned to write two more Thrawn novels. And this is after Alliances came out. And he said one of those is going to be the story of Thrawn and Ezra at the end of Season 4 of Rebels. Now we've got Thrawn Treason coming out, which is not that story, which means we have another Thrawn novel coming, so that'll be the first one that we have an actual. And will we get one after that? I don't know. It depends. You know, it, it, that's up in the air. I don't. I have no idea. So, but it'll be the first one to break that kind of trilogy mold. I agree with you, though. We do need series a series of books that isn't just a trilogy. We need a we need a, a good series. You know, and, and and I feel like they need to start pumping some novels out a little bit quicker than what they have been. You know, with with the EU, it, it used to be. You know, it started as let's publish uh, these two books this week. All right, cool. And then it turned into let's publish these two books today. Okay, cool. And then it turned into let's publish these sixty books before lunch. That was that was kind of the way that the EU used to work, you know. And, and not necessarily do they need to go that much with the canon comics? No, but or with the canon novels, no. But why not hire a bunch of people and write a book a month? Why not? You know, there's plenty of time era, of time periods and eras that people want stories from. You know what I mean? So I'm all for it. That's something I definitely think needs to happen. I don't know when it's going to happen, though, beyond Thrawn. I don't know when they're actually going to sit down and do a series of this is going to be a nine-book series. You know what I mean? So I I hope I hope it's soon. I really do. Uh, your second question, we only have two ongoing Star Wars comic series at the moment. Uh, you're right. We have Star Wars and Dr. Aphra. Uh, those are the only two right now. And I still, I, I say it a lot. I still cannot... <laughs> figure out how we've had two vader runs neither of them got past you know issue 25 but Phasma is like almost up to 30 now how in the hell does that happen i like the the afra novel of the afra comic don't get me wrong but how in the hell does she get you know keep going and vader is just like he hits that 25 mark and he's he's hitting this you know the ceiling you know this this glass ceiling it's just i i can't figure out what it is uh, but anyway uh we need to be getting another issue or another series you know announced we've got uh vader dark visions coming which that might end up being an ongoing i don't know i haven't read anything on it. if you guys know if you guys have seen something let me know i'd love to read up on that and see what that's going to be but vader dark visions i'm not entirely sure if that's going to be limited run or if that's going to be ongoing i know we're getting a tie fighter series that kind of mixes in or crosses over with the alphabet squadron novel i know i still get a bad taste in my mouth saying the title. Uh, of that novel, but I know we're getting that comic series, and and we're probably going to be getting another comic series announced. We're probably, obviously, Celebration. But I'm going to say maybe at least one. Uh, I'm going to say two comic series announced at Celebration. I'm going to say that much. So, uh, and I, and I'm I'm hoping I'm right on that because those you're right. Those are the only two going right now that we have. And, uh, you know, Vader was supposed to be ongoing. Poe Dameron was supposed to be ongoing. That made it to, like, issue 31, I think. That was kind of a weird issue to stop at. Uh, so I'm hoping this Vader Dark Visions is, the like, the next 25-issue Vader run. That's probably what it's going to be. So uh, I hope that answers your question. What do you think, man? Let me know. I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. I'd love to have that conversation with you guys. Uh, let me know in the comments below. I'd love to hear what you guys have to say. Question number two this week comes from uh, Frank Hines. And Frank says, I've heard you say in the past that you hope Ray is not a Skywalker. I told you guys we'd get back to this here in a minute. Uh, knowing what we do now with Disney trying to quote-unquote course-correct the trilogy with episode 9, where do you stand on the issue now? Love the podcast. Always look forward to new episodes. Thank you, brother. I appreciate that. Uh, no, you're right. I I have been a firm... I've, I've been on a firm stance hoping that Ray is not a Skywalker. I'm, I'm one of those those people, right? I just... I. And you can lynch me if you disagree with me. That's fine. That's just, that's that's kind of where I stand on the issue. Because, you know, everybody wants Luke to be this all-powerful messiah to the galaxy, right? And, and that's that's not what he turned out to be. I mean, kind of, but not really. Not in the way everybody wanted him to be. If you find out Rey is Luke's daughter, then that makes Luke a deadbeat dad on top of everything else that happened. You know, so you know, and, and and how shitty would that be for Ray? You know, to have met or either one of them, Han or or uh, Luke. How shitty would this have been, right? Because they're both dead now. For Leia to come up and be like, "Oh, by the way, Ray, Han was your father." Well, that's great. Why the why? Why couldn't you tell me that before? You know what I mean? And and and, and I could grieve him with you. And, and I, sure, she grieved him in her own way, but. Really? And then if, if Luke is her father, oh, well, guess what? It's too late. You don't get to talk to him anymore either because he's freaking dead, too. Like, I really hope she's not a Skywalker, at least not directly. In some, like, weird pseudo kind of way, maybe. You know, like Delilah S. Dawson was talking about in her tweet, you know, about how the saber called to Rey, so that was good enough for her, about her being a Skywalker. I really hope she's not a Skywalker, but that's just me. My prediction... She's going to be a Skywalker. I, I'm almost I'm almost dead certain. At this point, right? Because I'm one of those people. And you can lynch me if you want. And you can stop watching as soon as I say this if you want. I didn't mind Last Jedi. I, I liked Last Jedi, right? I can see why people didn't. But I didn't mind it. So, I... What they did with Rey, right? With her saying, making her nobody. I was okay with that. I didn't have a problem with that. Sure everybody called her Mary Sue, but Anakin was kind of a Mary Sue too. You know? Or however you would say a male version of it, I guess. I don't even know what the male version of Mary Sue is. But Anakin kind of was too. Sure they explained it that he was the, you know, but but they, they explained it off as an immaculate birth. No, no. It's it's you. I was okay with race parents being nobodies. I really was, you know. And, and maybe they realized something was special off about her or maybe she scared them with her force ability something like that you know like maybe she was that little girl that they left on Jakku or maybe she was already growing up on Jakku and her parents just left her there she they didn't take her there they were already there and she they just took off without her that's possible too but i just i I, i'm willing to bet money they're going to try to do everything they can to bring fans back after last jedi And making Rey a Skywalker is going to be a step in the right direction for him. And I hope to God they don't do that. I hope they stick to their guns. And, and, you know, and maybe they will. Because, you know, Adam Driver came out, uh, when was it? A couple weeks ago. And said that when they were filming Episode 7, J.J. told uh, Adam Driver where Episode 9 was going to end up. J.J. had a plan. Did Ryan Johnson stick to it in 8? Not necessarily, but... You know, JJ had a plan. And now that JJ is back behind the wheel, this is like. This, okay, this is like. I guess you can liken this to like the X Men films, right? Brian Singer did X Men's 1 and 2. Great movies. And then somebody else came in and did 3 and just shot the series to hell, right? And then when they did Days of Future Past, it was Brian Singer coming back and he said, he described it as putting his toys back on the shelf where they belonged, right? So that's kind of like what JJ may be doing. He may be putting his toys back on the shelf where they belong. So, I. I'm willing to bet money she's going to end up being either Kylo's sister or some estranged daughter of Ray, or uh, I'm sorry, of Leia and Han, or she's going to be a daughter Luke didn't know about. Maybe, you know, they might, they might bring Mary Jade in, which we found out George Lucas didn't even like Mary Jade, the idea of Mary Jade. I see all this happening. I really do. And you know what? I, I guess I'm fine with it. It's, I'm just, I'm ready for a good Star Wars movie. I'm ready for a Star Wars movie. That after I walk out of the movie theater, I don't look at Facebook and just see a split fan base. I'm ready for a Star Wars movie that brings us all together for the big, epic Skywalker conclusion, right? So, I, I, that, that, that's all I want. I want a good Star Wars movie. I want something that brings back that nostalgia again, like I was talking about earlier. That sense of wonder again. That's what I want, you know. Hell, go back to matte paintings. I keep saying that. Go back to Map paintings. You would be surprised. How much nostalgia you would sense in a Star Wars movie if they stopped doing these CG backgrounds and did matte paintings again? You would be surprised. Just something simple like that would really go a long way. So, uh, no, with with Rey, I, she's gonna end up being a Skywalker. I still kind of hope. I, I still hope she's not. I wouldn't mind. I would be more accepting of her being some kind of Kenobi. You know, I'm there. there that'd be a hell of a story if, if you found out. If you find out in Episode Nine that Rey is a Kenobi right you're gonna walk out of nine and go what the shit are you kidding me and then when claudia gray ends up writing that novel you're gonna lose your mind you're gonna lose your mind that's gonna be a bestseller novel I bet but anyway uh no I, I i'm i'm kind of on the fence at this point with ray so uh thanks for the question though frank i appreciate it uh let me know guys what do you guys think about ray being a skywalker do you guys are have you guys stayed on that stance have you guys changed your stance let me know i want to hear your guys' thoughts uh, question number three this week comes from Ian Potter. Uh, and Ian says, with the Super Bowl coming up this weekend, do you think we'll get anything related to episode nine, a title, or a trailer, perhaps? love to hear your thoughts, my man. All right, thanks for the question, uh, Ian. Oh, excuse me. I've been talking for a minute without something to drink. Uh, and, uh, no. Short answer, no. I don't think we're going to get anything for Super Bowl uh, this, this year. And, 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 you know, I've got this theory as to why, hear me out. Episode nine is going to be, like I said earlier, it needs to be, it has to be this epic, just battle royale Star Wars movie, right? This has to be the one. This is the, all chips on the table, all bets off. This is the one. This is game, set, match. This is, this is it, right? You don't get another try after this. So, nine has to be good. Look at the marketing that Disney and Marvel has done for Avengers Endgame. Everybody cried for a title. Everybody cried for a trailer, right? There were people saying, I'm gonna downvote every video Marvel comes out with until we get the Avengers 4 trailer. Like, think about that, right? That marketing is working for Avengers 4. It's working, right? We should be getting a new trailer for Avengers probably probably tomorrow. So, I mean, think about how that's working for them. They didn't even announce the title of Avengers 4. Obviously, it leaked. Somebody guessed it. I saw Endgame as the title before it ever came out, so somebody got it. But they didn't release the title officially until the trailer dropped. They even labeled the trailer Avengers 4 trailer on YouTube, you know? So if they see that that marketing is working, and look at how that trailer turned out. Most views in 24 hours in history. If you wait to drop the title of episode nine until celebration on the teaser trailer, on the first teaser trailer in April, obviously at the panel for episode nine, right? And I and, and they might make a liar out of me and they might announce the, the title tomorrow. I don't know. But this, this is just my thought. Announce you know, show the teaser trailer at the end of the episode 9 panel. And then, boom, there's the title. That's how you announce the title. And you know something? I don't remember, before Avengers 4, I don't remember a movie doing that. At least a big franchise movie. We knew what the title of it was before the mo- before the trailer ever came out. When the movie was going into production, we knew what the title was. And with Avengers, this is the first time that we'd ever seen them hold the title until the trailer came out. So, I would like to see that. I want to see them start doing that. That would that would really build up this anticipation, you know. And 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 that would that would give me two news stories to talk about one video instead of two separate videos, you know. But I like when I was watching the Avengers four trailer. I liked sitting there going, "Oh my god, oh my god, they're gonna give us the title. They're gonna give us the title. They're gonna give us the title." I want that again when I see the episode nine trailer. So, uh, I'm I'm over the moon excited for when they do decide to drop it. But I'm sticking to my guns and I'm going to say. Uh, I'm going to say Celebration. Originally, I said the title on Christmas and trailer at Celebration. I was wrong. They never announced the, the title. So I was wrong about that. I admit it. But I'm, I'm going to say Celebration for both of them. Same time, same place. That's where that's where you're going to get it. Unless by some weird chance, some jackhole at Lucasfilm decides that he's going to try to leak it. And Kathy Kennedy has to get on Twitter real quick and tweet it out the way she did The Force Awakens. So I'm, I'm hoping that they can... They're getting a lot better with the secrecy thing, you know. So I'm hoping that they can keep the the uh, cap on the bottle until Celebration. Can you imagine the energy in that room for Episode nine when everybody sees the title for the first time all together there in one place at that point? That's going to be insane. I'm stupid excited for that. I hope to God that's what they do. And uh, I guess we'll see. Let me know, guys. What do you think? Uh, question number four this week comes from Christy Huff and christy says uh hey brian love your channel and podcast wish you had more followers than you do but i'm glad you have kept it going thank you very much christy i appreciate that uh your question says if given the opportunity to write a star wars novel what characters would you like to write which time period would it take place in and what would it be about thanks in advance uh thanks for the question christy and that's a great question and you know i'm gonna stick to Uh, I'm going to stick to the, the one thing that I've talked about before, the one thing I want to see. And I, and I know everybody wants to see a Luke Skywalker novel of him kicking ass, taking names, you know, and, and, and just, I mean, talking with his lightsaber. I, I, I get that. Uh, and I'm, and I'm not going to discredit you for that. I would eat that up. But what I want to see in a novel, if I could write a novel, I would write the story of what happened the night Ben turned on Luke. What actually happened and what led up to it, you know, how, how, you know, maybe some backstory on how Luke started the, the temple and, you know, some of these artifacts that he was hunting down that we kind of know about from other canon pieces and stuff, you know, like the compass in Battlefront 2, stuff like that. I, you know, I, I, w- I would definitely kind of focus on that a little bit and kind of how Luke was training this new generation of Jedi. Because, you know, in the EU, when Luke was training these new Jedi, he was allowing them to have attachments, you know, and have, you know, and be in love and and be married and have children, you know. He encouraged that. So I'm kind of interested in seeing and kind of telling the story of how that order was raised, how they were taught, you know, kind of what their ideology was, what their code was, their new Jedi code. Not necessarily the old one, but maybe they had a new one. Uh, just like, you know, we're probably going to end up seeing a new version of the Jedi Order with Rey leading the charge or something, I don't know, but, uh, but then tell the story of, you know, how, and you could even get some more information on Snoke in that novel, you know, see how Snoke kind of came in and started pulling strings on Kylo Ren and kind of twisting his mind a little bit the same way Palpatine did Anakin, you know, and tricking him and stuff like that. I would love to be able to tell that story, and that is a novel. You know what I said something about Claudia Gray writing this other book about Obi Wan a while ago. I want to see Claudia Gray write this one too. I just, I want. You know what? If they came out and said Claudia Gray was going to write every Star Wars novel from now on, don't care, whatever. If if it was Claudia Gray and Timothy Zahn, let them rip. Give it to them. Put them in a room and just let them type. Like just let them go. Uh, but I that that's that's the novel I would want. I would want to see some adventures with Luke and Ben, maybe doing a mission or two together, and. You know what kind of, you know maybe some interactions between Luke and Snoke even, and actually seeing Luke and Snoke fight over Ben that'd be cool, uh you know and, and actually seeing that confrontation go down, seeing Luke deal with everything that happened with the Jedi Order with his young with his younglings his pupils being destroyed, being killed you know and whatnot and 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 taken from him you know because we I, I that's that's the story I want that's the one that's it uh and. and you know, maybe even show Luke going into hiding. You know, showing him give R2 the map. You know, well, R2 had the map, but, you know, seeing him, you know, send off a piece of the map or something. You know, how how and Tekka got that piece of the map that he gave to Poe Dameron. That's the story I want to see. So, uh, I hope that answers your question. I would, that that's the one, you know. And and obviously, that would help fill in that gap a little bit, too, between episodes 6 and 7 that everybody wants so bad. Everybody's clamoring to get some more stuff between 6 and 7. So, and I think once 9 comes out, we're going to be getting a lot of it. So, uh, thank you for the question, Christy. I appreciate it. Before I move on to the fifth question, guys, I'm going to answer this question. And then I'm going to start answering some questions over in the live chat. So, I'm going to probably have to go back over and scroll up a little bit and try to find some. But if you guys have any questions you want to ask, drop them in the live chat over there. I'll go through it. And, and we'll just talk some Star Wars for a little while. You know, we're going on, what, 50 minutes right now? So, uh, we'll... We'll go a little longer. It's a Saturday night. I don't care. I don't have to work tomorrow. I'll stay up as late as I want to talk Star Wars. That's my life. So uh, last question of the week comes from uh, Don Mason. And Don says, uh, my friend and I have a bet going on. Uh, we'd like to hear your opinion as well. Since episode nine will be the end of the Skywalker saga and the standalone films haven't had opening crawls, do you think Ryan Johnson's trilogy or Benioff and Weiss's films We'll have opening crawls. Uh, that's an excellent question. Thanks for the question, Don. Uh, and here's here's okay. Here's kind of what I see happening. Right? You're right. Standalone films haven't had opening crawls. Rogue One was this like cold open that just kind of took everybody by surprise, and you know it was an experiment. It failed. Cool. You you packed that idea away and you moved on to something different with Solo. I feel like the opening for Solo was the perfect way to open a standalone film. Solo, say what you will about Solo. The way it opened, you know, where you just see the text kind of pop up, you know, and disappear, pop up again. We got a crawl, it just wasn't crawling. You know what I mean? It was the three paragraph crawl, it just wasn't crawling. Uh, and I, I think that was a great way to do it. And, you know, and then how we got the title, you know, for Solo Star Wars Story... I feel like the crawl is this like special thing for the Skywalker saga. And I said earlier, I was going to come back and talk about uh, kind of my thoughts on 10, 11 and 12, if we'll ever get them. Nine is the end of the Skywalker saga. Every episodic film we've had so far, episodic film, episode one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, you know, and nine when it comes out, they're all Skywalker films that they're Skywalker saga. You can watch those films without watching rogue one or solo. And it makes sense. You can watch the standalone films without watching a Skywalker saga. The Skywalker saga is the story of the Skywalkers. And if this is the final story of it, of the Skywalker saga, I feel like there's a possibility and go with me on this. I feel like there's a possibility that if, you know, we get a, uh, you know, let's say Benioff and Weiss come out and do Old Republic, which I think we're all pretty much on the same boat that they are going to end up being doing, you know, end up doing Old Republic. Let's say that they do would they, and I still think they're doing four or more movies. They said series. They didn't say trilogy. They said series, which to me is four or more. If they're doing four movies or more, let's just say for the sake of argument four, why not start with, you know, Star Wars Episode One, different title? You know, Star Wars Episode One, The Old Republic, or something like that. You know what I mean? Then you've got these different episodic, sagas you've got more than one saga you've got the skywalker saga then you've got the old republic saga and then you've got the ryan johnson saga whatever that's going to end up being because whether you like it or not it's still happening uh it you know that's each one could be their own sagas you know so why couldn't you have more than one episode one why couldn't you have more than one episode two why not you know or you know i they're probably going to end up going if they, if that's the route they go they're probably going to go back and retitle you know Star Wars the Skywalker saga episode 1 the phantom menace that, that's a mouthful that is a mouthful but it's possible it's disney we're talking about here you know what i mean uh so i i don't necessarily think they're going to have opening crawls which think about it for a second if if in our future future Star Wars movies don't have an opening crawl at all, none, nothing this December could possibly be the last time we ever go to a Star Wars movie you guys know where I'm going with this and you see a long time ago in a galaxy far far away fade out you know so this could be the last time think about that for just a moment just entertain that idea for a second and it's depressing You know, like it's, it makes me hope to God we do get an opening crawl, but I don't know if we're ever going to. So it's, it's a great question, man. It really is. uh, And definitely something worth pondering. So uh, thanks for sending in the question, brother. I appreciate it. Uh, I'm going to go over to the live chat. Now let me pull my uh, YouTube dashboard over here to this monitor so I can actually see it. Cause I got a bigger TV over there and the resolution's all off on it. So uh, let me see here. Let me scroll up a little bit and uh, let's see what y'all are talking about here. Uh. Oh, Richard J. Let's see here. He says, I think they'll stick with the solo opening. I called you after I saw the film, and that was the only bit of spoiler info I gave you. That's true. Uh. J got to see Solo, a Star Wars story, before I did. He lives in Wales. Uh. He got to see it before I did, and he Skyped me the night before we were going to go see it. You saw it the day before I did, and he was he, he'd seen it already and he was telling me about it. he told me i was gonna lose my mind over this certain cameo all that but he didn't spoil anything but he did tell me how it opened and i was and i was all right with that that wasn't really a spoiler and to be honest by the time i was sat down in the movie seat and or in the theater seat and you know had my attention on the screen i'd already i'd already put everything else out of my head i was just there to watch the movie so when it opened i was like oh yeah this is perfect this is great so no you're right you didn't spoil it for me uh but yeah it's it's Absolutely great. Rob Burns says The Last Skywalker. I'm wondering. See, here's the thing. Cause uh by the way, how's it going, brother? I it didn't even dawn on me until just now that it was you. How's it going, man? Uh buddy of mine back in Ohio. Uh so the last Skywalker. Uh right now the only Skywalker that has been confirmed that we know of is Ben Solo. He's still a he's still of the Skywalker lineage. If this is the end of the Skywalker saga, how do you go on without a Skywalker? You know what I mean? So that tells me, you know, I'm going to say Kylo Ren's going to bite it. And I'm wondering if they end up making Rey a Skywalker, which they're probably going to. Maybe she bites it too. Because as one got more, because they set it up in The Last Jedi. As one got more, as, as Kylo got more powerful, Rey got more powerful. The equal, they stayed balanced, right? That's balanced to the Force. You can't have powerful light without powerful dark. You can't have powerful dark without powerful light. So it's, it's, it's one of those things you have to have both sides. So if one bites it, do they both bite it? Like, I mean, what other Skywalker is left? We know Leia is probably going to bite it in this movie, not to be callous or anything, but, but we, we already know Leia's is probably on her way out the, out the door, you know? So I don't know what, when we go, see, how does episode nine end? What possible, you? what's the state of the galaxy? at the end of episode nine where do we go from there you know so it's it's a legitimate question man i i I don't know uh richard j says now episode nine in 2029 i wouldn't say you're crazy i'm not gonna say you're crazy because i mean we've got the ryan johnson trilogy and we got the benioff and weiss films coming which if that's four or more let's just say it is four or more that's seven star wars films coming between 2020 and 2029 i don't think we're getting a film next year We'd have heard something by now, unless by some weird chance of celebration, they come out and say, by the way, uh, we have been on production of an Obi-Wan movie and nobody knew about it. Like that's, that's how you win people back to star Wars, right? They would have to announce something like that. And I don't think they're going to, as of now, we're not getting a film in 2020. We're just not going to, you know? So nothing has been announced at this point. And at this point, I think it's too late to announce anything for 2020, uh, Jay says 20 or 30 years. Yeah, it's, I mean, we could. It, it's It's going to be a while if we ever see an episode 10. And right now, I'm not putting any money on ever seeing an episode 10. But if we do, it's going to be a while. It's going to be a long while. You know, Bob Iger came out and said they're going to start slowing production down on Star Wars content. He said, you know, one film, one animated series, uh, you know, or one TV show at a time. Which he's not really telling the truth because now we're going to have the Mandalorian season two you know it's getting renewed for season two Mandalorian season two is going to be in production uh the Cassian andor series from Rogue One is going to be in production we're going to have seven Star Wars movies in probably seven years you know 2021 may be the first one 2022 possibly so I mean it's It's going to be a while before we get an episode 10, if we get an episode 10. And the only way that that's not going to happen, the only way we're not going to have to wait half a generation for it, is if they go to more than one film a year, which is not a good idea at this point. It's not a good idea at this point. You need to win the fans back before you start doing two movies a year. Uh, Let's see here. Emperor Trajan. I think I said that right. Trajan. If they made an old uh, Republic movie, they'll need some opening text because a lot of people would be super confused. You're right. That's true. Um, it would have to be something along the lines of what they did in *Nights of the Old Republic, you know. Uh, 5,000 years before the rise of the Galactic Empire. You'd have to you have to put some kind of reference in. The, you're right. There has to be something. It has to be able to reference somehow. You're right. Um, Rob Burns, good bro. Nice to see you. You too, brother. Uh, Jay says, sorry, I dropped my phone. 20, 30 years from now, episode 10, Kylo is reigning supreme. Fingers crossed. Ah, I'm still going to say Kylo is going to bite it. If Kylo is still alive at the end of episode 9, and he's still evil, then, yeah, there's going to be an episode 10. That, that I'll, I'll say that right now. There will be an episode 10 if Kylo is alive by the end of ten, of 9 and still evil. If he hasn't been redeemed, there's going to be an episode 10. I agree with you on that. And, yeah, you're right. It'll probably be 20, 30 years, and he's going to look like Snoke. Uh, Rob Burns says, I want to talk about Samuel L. Jackson as Mace Windu. I think he was wrong for the role. Oh, you know what? There were... Who else was... Uh, uh, in for that role i don't remember who else it was somebody else was in for that role and i think they went with sam jackson but let me know man what what why did you think he was wrong for it you know i just watched episode one again with shelby uh kirsty's sister uh again today before we came in here and started getting all the graphics put together for this and uh you know she even said samuel jackson yeah, samuel jackson so uh let me know man let me know uh why uh let's see here richard j says episode nine should end with ray on Octu two with a few trainees. Ooh. Ooh, 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 ooh. There should be a mortise arc, stone mutual uh mural on the wall. Luke is balanced, Leia is light, and Kylo is dark, or dark is absent. Uh man, you know what? Ah, Octu would be a good place. You know, and, and you know, it was already a Jedi temple at one point. So why couldn't it be a Jedi temple again? You know, when you look at that island, it just looks like this giant jagged rock coming out. But there's a lot of surface area you can really train on that thing. You know what I mean? Uh, it's possible. I- I'm not going to say you're crazy. Uh, and, you know, and they've got to touch on this Mortis thing at some point. They've got to. That was the more, there was, there was only like two or three arcs. I think there were three arcs, story arcs, in Clone Wars that I really, really found compelling, that I cared about, that Kirsty hasn't seen all the Clone Wars but these three arcs are the ones that I showed her. The first one is the Mortis episodes, that trilogy of episodes. Great, great content there. Deepens the lore. That's what we need in Star Wars. The Onderon five-episode uh, like five episode arc with Saw Gerrera and his sister, how she died, you know, whatnot. Showed Kirsty that one. And then the Yoda-centric stuff at the end. The last, the, the Lost Missions. The last, like, three or four episodes where Yoda is going around trying to learn to become one with the force, you know, keep his uh, to retain his individuality after death. Uh and those were great. You know, and those were the episodes that gave us Darth Bane as canon, not necessarily his books, figures, but at least the character as canon, you know? Those uh, absolutely great episodes. So, The Mortis though, my favorite out of those three arcs. My favorite. And They really, really did deepen the lore a lot. And then at the end of it, they, I guess, wrote it off that it never happened. It was all just a hallucination. There was a lot to that, you know. If you guys have not seen Clone Wars, if somebody is watching this who hasn't seen Clone Wars, go on Netflix. Look up which episodes are the Mortis Trilogy, the Onderon 5-episode run, and the Yoda-centric stuff. Go look them up. That's all you really need to watch for Clone Wars. You need to watch all of Clone Wars. Don't get me wrong. I just stabbed myself in the lip. Did you guys see that? Don't get me wrong. You need to watch all of it. But that's the that's the essential viewing stuff. So, uh, yeah, no, the Mortis stuff has to happen. Uh, let's see here. I think he brought too much quote-unquote arrogant badass to the role of a Jedi. Uh, yeah, I agree with you a little bit there. You know, uh, it's... Playing devil's advocate, though. I'm I'm not disagreeing with you playing devil's advocate. Uh we did have several different types of Jedi. You know, we had the badass Jedi, we had the the wise and humble Jedi. Remember, you know, there was a Jedi and his name is slipping my mind right now, the uh the kind of elderly alien from Clone Wars that helped Ahsoka when she got her lightsaber stolen. You know, you've got these slow wise Jedi, you've got, you know, I mean, there's all these different types of Jedi. You've got Anakin who's this you know, a reckless Jedi, you've got Obi-Wan, who's the lucky Jedi, you know, it kind of would make sense to have an arrogant badass, but Yoda does call him on it. If you think about episode two, Yoda calls Mace Windu out on that. I don't know if people caught up, you know, caught on to that or not. And, uh, you know, when Obi-Wan, Anakin, or I'm sorry, Obi-Wan, Yoda, and Mace Windu are talking in the hallway of the Jedi temple about how Anakin is believing himself to be, you know, more powerful and he's getting, well, arrogant, you know, and... Yoda says that's a flaw more and more common among Jedi, even the older, more experienced ones. And he gives Mace Windu this look. And Mace Windu gives him a look back like, hmm, just squinty, like, all right, I'm going to pretend like you didn't say that. At least they acknowledged it, you know? So I'm not saying you're wrong and and, and I'm not disagreeing with you. No, you're right. He he did kind of bring that. But I did like the badass part of it. You know, did his saber have to be purple? Not necessarily. He had to be different. But I think he was all right. Uh, Emperor Trajan, I think I'm saying that, right? Do you think Coruscant will ever appear in a movie again? I'm hoping we get Coruscant in episode 9. Because supposedly episode 9 is supposed to bring together all three trilogies. It's supposed to link all nine episodes. You're supposed to see references back to episodes 1, 2, and 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, and 8. You're supposed to see all of it. So hopefully, I hope we see Coruscant again. And you know, I don't necessarily want to see them make that the seat of government. Like it was in the Old Republic. And with the Empire, but, uh, you know, in the new canon, with the New Republic, they were moving the 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 seat of the government, you know, the the capital, several times. And it just happened to be on Hazian Prime when Starkiller was like, right? So, yeah, I'd love to see Coruscant again. And, and, you know, we saw Coruscant in Rogue One. I mean, it was just a little bit of a glimpse when Galen, it was that flashback, you know, with Galen and uh, Krennic being in the apartment. That was a flashback to a scene in Catalyst, and that was on Coruscant, so I think we'll see it again. I don't, you have not seen the last of Coruscant, and I'm almost willing to bet money we'll see it in episode 9. Uh, Jay says, don't forget to scroll up to the top and go through the last hour of questions. I don't even know if my chat goes back that far, but I will, I'll, I'll do that here in a minute. Uh, uh, let's see here. Uh, oh, here we go. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce It's aamj double 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 O? Sorry, bud, if, if I'm if i butchering that. Uh, the Darth Maul Mando arc is great as well. You're right. That's a really good one. And I think we just had an earthquake. I think I just had an earthquake here. That's kind of weird. Uh, had a good one a couple weeks ago. But anyway, no, that Darth Maul Mando arc is actually really, really good with Death Watch. And, and and you know, they, they focused a lot on that in the Son of Dathomir comic, which... They've now put under the Marvel banner, which is great. Which I'm wondering, you know, season seven of Clone Wars is coming. We're going to get more Maul. We're going to get that story of where the title, ty- you know, why Maul calls Ahsoka Lady Tano in Rebels. You know, we're going to see why. So I'm I'm so excited for that. Uh, Rob Burns says, definitely got to watch Clone Wars. You do, but if you do, if you watch it, you got to watch it chronologically. Otherwise, it makes not a lick of sense. Go online. You got to find the uh, chronological list of episodes. And it's way better when you watch him in that order. Uh, let's see here. Jay Quinlan Voss was the assassin. Uh, Brett, the, the hitman heart Jedi? Oh, no, yeah, he was the kind of assassin Jedi. He's the one that they... You're talking about Dark Disciple. That was the Jedi that the Jedi Council, when they finally decided to dip their toes into the assassination waters. Quinlan Voss was the Jedi they sent to kill, to assassinate Count Dooku. You know, so, yeah, no, you're right. And he was willing to do it. He was like... Let me at him, bro. Like that that's just the way Uh let's see here. Rob Burns talking about uh Mace Windu, right? Example scene. When he met Anakin for the first time. Uh Heavy Sigh, alright, bring him in like he was put off by it. No, you're right. And and I don't think it was just Mace Windu that was put off by that, also. I think they were just fed up with Qui-Gon going against what they were saying all the time. You know? And and I don't think necessarily that I think Qui-Gon was one, of the only, was one of just a few Jedi that believed in that prophecy. I don't think very many Jedi believed in it. And the people that did, I think they were looked at as kind of crazy. So you're right. No, when he's just like, bring him before us then. Like, there's no point in arguing. You know, like, oh, okay, yeah, go ahead and bring him in. Whatever. So I think that's kind of the way. You're right. He was put off by it. And I think Yoda was too. You know, and, and I think even at that point, they'd already decided they weren't going to train him. You know, and he's like, bring him before us then. Let's just get this over with so I can tell you no. Because he passed the trial. Even though he, even though Anakin, you know, displayed fear in front of the Jedi Council, they said, no, he won't be trained. I think they already had their minds made up before Anakin ever stepped into the room. So, no, that's, that's a great example, though. Uh, let's see here. Ethan Dupps, what's up, brother? How you doing? Uh, I would like to see Ray with trainees at the beginning of episode nine on Oct Two, then the final battle between the Resistance and the First Order on Oct Two with ships sinking in the waters, they, as they fall holy crap holy crap a water world jakku that would be insane you know and, and and you're right that would be absolutely cool and it'd be one of those things where uh it would kind of mirror itself right like you see the star destroyer and return of the jedi going in the super star destroyer going into the death star 2 you you know and, and battlefront and the game the battlefront 2 uh campaign you see the battle of jakku even in you know, uh, Empire's End. You read about the Battle of Jakku. All these ships coming down, just crashing. I'd love to see a new version of that on on Ok2 That'd be freaking insanely cool. Uh, Ethan Dubs goes on to say, uh, Ray dies at the end, going out a hero, killing Kylo while protecting her trainees. Those trainees will go on to be a beacon of hope for the galaxy. No, I'm with you on that. I think if if Ray kills Kylo, Kylo's gonna kill Ray. I think they kill each other. I think that that's gonna be end up being. I I agree with you on that. Uh, Jay says, "Can't wait to see Siege of Mandalore." I was at Celebration 2016 when Ashley Eckstein broke down in tears after being told the plans for Ahsoka. No, that's going to be an awesome storyline, and and uh, Dave Filoni already kind of hinted at it a little bit and kind of gave us a few details, you know, about some stuff he wanted to do in it, you know. And one of those ideas was this giant, long-legged wolf. You know, he wanted because we got to talk about Clone Wars for a minute if we're if we're going to talk about this story. I get asked quite a bit, and and you guys have probably seen my answer on this uh, quite a bit. How is you know are we? How is season seven of Clone Wars going to end when it comes out this fall? Is it going to end with Anakin and Obi Wan going off to save the Chancellor at the beginning of episode three, or is that going to happen midway through this season? Which I think is going to happen. I think it's going to happen midway through the season, and then we're going to see Order sixty six again. But from Ahsoka's point of view and the clones' point of view on Mandalore, I see that happening because. Dave Filoni made it very clear that he has details laid out about this story. You know, this giant wolf shows up and helps Ahsoka escape the clones and they run into the forest and, you know, Ahsoka jumps off the wolf and the wolf is standing there and the clones run in looking for Ahsoka and they're running between the wolf legs and they just think they're giant trees and they look up and this wolf comes out and just starts ripping everybody apart. People are screaming, you guys got to go look up this video. It's awesome the way he describes it and it's hilarious and, and I'm hoping to God that's what we see. I want to see season 7 of Clone Wars end with Order 66 and see what and we we'll see what happened to Rex, you know, and the other clones that had taken out their inhibitor chips. And I want to see their reaction to their brothers turning on the Jedi. I think it'd be heartbreaking. And and that's the biggest thing you got that's one of the biggest things you got to focus on with Star Wars is emotion. If you can if you can portray that emotion, if you can get somebody to go, "Oh my god, you've done your job." You've done it. So, no, I cannot wait to see that storyline. And the fact that they're bringing Ahsoka back tells me that's going to happen. We're going to see the Siege of Mandalore. We're going to see why Maul refers to Ahsoka as Lady Tano. I'm I'm so excited. Jay says he's got the chronological list of Clone Wars. And uh, he will send it to me, and I will send it to you, Rob. Uh, I know Rob has watched Clone Wars. I'm pretty sure. Rob, you and I have had nights where we stayed up playing pool all night, smoking cigarettes, you know, drinking beer, talking about Clone Wars, talking about all these other things. I miss those chats, man. They were always so deep. But we talked about Star Wars quite a bit, you know? And I remember you saying Clone Wars was something you really, really got into, you know? And, and the story of Ahsoka and whatnot. Uh, I, I'm, I don't even remember if I ever asked you if you'd watched it in chronological order, now that I think about it. I don't even know if I knew at that point. But uh, let's see here. Ethan Dupp says, could there be a Clone Wars Season 8? Where it tells the story of certain Jedi being hunted down after Order 66. I could see it. I really could. And I hope so. I I hope. I hope. Look. We we keep talking about Clone Wars Season 7 like it's the final season. Because they're marketing it as a war left unfinished. Doesn't mean they're finishing it. It just means we're getting another season, right? So it's possible we could get Season 7, 8, 9, 10 probably not. Seven's probably going to be the end. But we can't assume that. We can't just run with that, you know? So it's possible that we do indeed get a season 8 of Clone Wars. That's a very successful television series. Why wouldn't you keep it going? Granted, all of it has to happen in just a short period of time, right? 2 or 3 years between episodes 2 and 3. It's it's kind of restricted to that, right? So it's 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 uh I wouldn't mind seeing it though. I want to see, you know, all these little standalone episodes of what happened with the uh, the Jedi after Order 66, which we've seen several of them already, you know, in the Vader run, him hunting down some Jedi. We've seen what happened to a lot of Jedi. So uh, let's see here. Jay says, fingers crossed it gets green lit. If the demand is there and season seven does well. Oh, season seven is going to do well. I'm willing to bet a lot of money on that right now. Season seven is going to do great. And I think we're all assuming it's going to be on the Disney plus streaming service when it comes out this fall. I think we can safely assume seven is going to just explode. It's going to explode. And the thing is, if they're doing season eight, they already know they're doing season eight and they're probably already recording vocals for it. So hopefully if they are, we're going to hear something very, very soon. Rob says, always. I've watched it many times and always in order right on brother. That's the only way to do it. So, uh, Jay said earlier I needed to go back up and go past some of these, uh, Go for the last hour. Yeah, I can go all the way back to the top. I'll be dang. Last time we did a live stream, it wouldn't let me. Uh, so let's see here. Let's go back here and let's see here. Stuart Lungsden says, I look forward to Queen's Shadow the most. Uh, that's another novel coming out this fall. or this, this, I'm not this fall, this spring. Uh, I'm really, really, really looking forward to that one. Actually, that one comes out before Master and Apprentice. That one comes out next month. Uh, that's going to be the story of Padme after episode one you know, leaving the the royalty part of her life behind and becoming a senator, being asked to stay on as a senator, and, you know, trying to get out from underneath the Queen's shadow. You know what I mean? So, yeah, that's that's going to be a good one. I'm really excited about that one. Uh, Jay says, slightly off topic, Mandalorian. Oh, yeah, let's talk some Mandalorian, bud. Uh, Anyone know if the Mando is searching for a bounty? Uh, it's set after Return of the Jedi not too long after. I'm hoping we grow... To love him in season one and then find out. No, you know what? It's it's possible he could be after somebody. I don't know if he's gonna be a bounty hunter though. I would you know, I wouldn't be surprised if there are bounty hunters after him. So, you know, because we already know we're getting IG eighty eight and there were reports of boss on set. So that's possible. You know what I mean? Uh I've, I'm absolutely I'm so ready for man for the Mandalorian. It's just stupid. I like there's there's to be honest, like, you guys have heard me all night sit here and talk about how excited I am about episode nine. I am more excited about The Mandalorian because it's something new. We've never seen a live action Star Wars television show before. And that's something I really, really want to see for the first time, and I'm really excited for it. Uh, Jay says uh, in season two that he is after a Jedi, talking about The Mandalorian still. Uh, at the end of season three, we find out it's Ezra. The voice actor who plays Ezra looks almost identical to Ezra. Showdown between Ezra and Mandalorian. Uh, we're going to see Ezra again, no, but you know, and, but do you think it's something we would see in a live action show? Cause I mean, you're looking at, obviously it's the same, same audience, but it's a different demographic. You know, if we had children watching, you know, rebels, I mean, hell, you know, you might be right. He might pop up in a Mandalorian. I'd be totally for that. Uh, Let's see here. Jason Stella moved by Disney and Lucasfilm make a park and then publish novels around it. That's awesome. I've never been to Disney world. I'm going to Disney world next year. I'm saving up vacation. I'm, I'm going, you know, I want to go to this thing, you know, and, and I saw a diagram on Facebook, not too long ago. It was a picture of all of Disney world. And then you had the star Wars section to the side and it said galaxy's edge labeled. And then the rest of it said waiting in line for galaxy's edge. Nobody cares about the rest of Disney world. They just want to go to galaxy's edge. That's going to be me, man. I'm expensive. I cannot wait. Um, Let's see here. Jay goes on to say it's an awfully expensive uh, and in-depth for a cash grab. It really is. It. it, it I don't know. Because, uh, uh, let's see, uh, the comment before that was Emperor Trajan saying it's a, ca- a cash grab, but I won't complain about more Star Wars content. Technically, everything Star Wars coming out is a cash grab. Technically, every single piece of merchandise ever created with a Lucasfilm logo on it was a cash grab. Technically. Um, let's see here. Uh, he goes on to say, hopefully eventually we get some actual book series like in the old EU. I'm with you on that, man. I really hope we do. And, uh, and it, cause you can really delve into some character development and story development and, and actually, you know, universe building. If you have like a nine book series, but don't give different books to different authors, give it to one author, have them sit down, come up with this giant, you know, idea and A to B let them get there, you know? So I I would love to see something like that. Uh, Let's see here. Uh, The droid puppeteer is wrapped up filming as well for Episode 9. You're right. Uh, I don't remember what his name is, though. I think it was Kevin something. I really i am sorry, man. If if he happens to be watching this, I'm sorry I don't remember your name. Uh, But I think, yeah, the the puppeteer behind BB-8, when he wasn't an actual robot, uh, an actual ball rolling. uh, Yeah, he's wrapped also. So I'm thinking the droids are pretty much done for 9. Let's go back down here and see if there's anything new. Uh, oh, yeah, here we go. Uh, Burns says, I'm gonna watch it again soon. I'm finishing episode two tonight. So, oh, yeah, dude, yeah, it's you know what? I've never that's one thing I've never done is actually sat down and watched episodes one, two, all of Clone Wars, three, solo, Rogue One, four, five, six, seven, eight. I haven't done that yet. I need to do that again. I really, I I really need to do it because that sounds like it would be a blast to do. Um, Ethan Dup says, I'd like to see Claudia Gray write a novel between 6 and 7 about Ahsoka training Luke and what exactly she taught him. That is a great idea. That is something we, we need to see Ahsoka again. And I, I, I just want to see Ahsoka and Luke together. I, those two have to come face to face at some point. They're the only two Jedi in the galaxy at the end of Return of the Jedi. They have to come face to face at some point. They have to. They have to know about each other. You know, especially if Ahsoka knows about the Rebellion fighting at Endor and you know, hell, maybe they met before. Or maybe they met between f- 5 and 6 somewhere. I don't know. So, yeah, I definitely want to see these two come face-to-face. Uh, uh, Amj00, uh, do you think Jedi Fallen Order will include the Ghost Crew in any way? Ah, uh, I don't think so. Uh, for those of you that don't know, Jedi Fallen Order is the video game EA is producing that's supposed to be coming out this fall, which we still haven't seen anything on. Um, I don't know. We don't know anything about Jedi Fallen Order at this point. Not a damn thing. Nothing. Uh, I hope. that I mean, I'm always great, uh, ready to see the Ghost Crew. You know, uh, that's one set of... You guys know I collect Black Series figures. That's one set that I'm hoping to get all of. The, right now, the only ones I'm missing are uh, Ezra Chopper, and, and they haven't made Zeb yet. But as soon as they make Zeb, I want the whole Rebels crew. Yeah, no, I hope they pop up in there. I guess it would kind of make sense. Uh, Richard J says, Just sent you a large list of the TV and movie order. To your Facebook to pass to Rob. Right on, I'll pass that on. Uh, Ethan Depp says, I just had this thought if Krell had made it to Dooku, he probably would have become an Inquisitor once the Empire arose. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, it's entirely possible, man. Krell was a freaking bastard. Um, Rob says, Can't go on to episode 3 without watching Clone Wars. You're right, man. Because once, you, when you watch episode 3 without watching Clone Wars, it's its own film. When you watch Clone Wars then watch episode three that movie's an entirely different context uh you know what guys yeah no i I think that's gonna call it for the night so uh but yeah no you're you're completely right uh that that's that's something if you guys have not done that watch clone wars watch episode three back to back absolutely awesome so I, i need to sit down and watch them all again though rob i think i'm gonna be doing that next weekend Well, obviously not all the Clone Wars, but the films at least. So Uh, thank you guys so much for tuning in this week. I've had a lot of fun talking to you guys. It's been a great episode. We've gone for like an hour and 20 minutes, man. This is a great episode. Uh, Thank you guys so much for your input on everything we've talked about tonight. Hey, guys, make sure to check out the Facebook page. It is Facebook.com slash StarWarsCanonPodcast. Uh, Make sure to check out the website, which is StarWarsCanonPodcast.com. You can find an audio version of this podcast there probably tomorrow morning. Uh, I'm going to have that up for Spotify and iTunes. Also, you guys can find us on there uh, as well. So make sure to check out the Patreon account as well. Patreon.com slash StarWarsCanonPodcast if you want to show some support. And, uh, you know, we've got after shows going there. I think tomorrow I'm going to sit down and do a couple episodes of after shows and get them up there for the patrons. So definitely head over there and check that out. I would sure appreciate it. So, guys... Thank you so 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 much for tuning in. Hang on here, I gotta find something real quick, man. I uh, I'm bad with this stuff. I, I, I gotta get back into this uh, live streaming stuff. So uh, thank you guys so much for tuning in. And until next week, this is Brian signing off. And may the force be with you.